I used to drive all over town for low prices, but now I let Walmart's incredible new savings catcher do the work for me. I just enter my Walmart receipt online and savings catcher does the rest. It compares the prices I paid for items at Walmart with advertised prices from other top stores in my area. And if savings catcher finds a lower advertised price, Walmart gives me the difference on an e-gift card. Now that's my kind of work. Introducing Savings Catcher from Walmart. Go to walmart.com slash savings catcher for details. Eligible items only. Restrictions apply. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Falling Skies After Show. We're getting closer and closer to the end. So much to deal with. We have the aftermath of the attack of last week. Episode 8, A Thing with Feathers. With Feathers. It's, uh, it's an okay title. A Thing I think they Could Be a, Anything. They put a lot of creative thought into the episode, the title... Not so much. Break on the title. uh, We have Roya Tahiri. Hello, everybody. I am here. We have Phil Svitek, but no Nando Velasquez this week. He'll be joining, rejoining next week. Um, But let's get right into it. Let's start with something not in the camp. um, Something we didn't see much of last week. Uh, Lexi. Yes. Did you know she was wearing red this time and not white? Yes. The color of war or evolution. I don't know if it is, but that seems to be her uh, explanation. Yeah, evolution. Hmm. Or solution. Yeah. The solution is evolution. Um, what are your thoughts here? Like, anytime you say, um, you know, evolution, this is the next stage, we're building a better you, I don't really see the benefits if you're, if you're just, you have bodies being dragged into cocoons. Like, what... What are we making better here? I want to be, you know, I want a nice little presentation because well, evolution having your pretty. body dragged is not, it's not a form of evolution to me. Evolution takes time. Just like I, this is going to get scientific and all that jazz, but, you know, man becoming man, it went from the monkey stage and up. It wasn't pretty the entire time. There was a phase where you're like, oh, that's weird. But it happened. In evolution form. So it takes some time for these people to turn into the complete alien form that evo- they're supposed to do. Okay, but there was no... Sorry, there weren't flowers. There was no creature that dragged the monkey and said... How do you know? know? There could have been. That was just a pretty picture of how it happened. I'm sure in Falling Skies down the road they'll have pictures of just like the monkeys of how they evolved into what they were. Okay. They haven't given the chance to do that yet. I'm sure Lexi's working on it in the back. It's part of her crafting and training. I mean, I think they made a pretty good indication of it not fully happening. But is this the last we see of Lexi? Because when Ben comes back, he's like, you know, she's completely a Shveni. 
Um, Are you saying Lexi the human or Lexi the Shveni? I well either. The reason why I say it doesn't really matter, be, and that she's ultimately going to still have a big hand, and that she's going to help the human beings, is because she's told she has that whole Internal. voiceover, mm-hmm. um, not flashback, Monologue. but struggle where she's hearing Ben's voice and she's hearing the Overlord, and by that fact alone, it means that she's not. 100% sold or she's having some doubts and regret. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a glimmer of hope, as Tom would say. I would kind of question her on why she doesn't see what Ben was talking about because when their harness kids are taken over, the people that are harnessing them can see into their minds. So if Ben's saying, they've done this to me before, shouldn't Lexi be able to see that? I feel the reason why she's fighting it is because of the overload telling her, no, we've never done that. We're perfect. We're good. And that's just her, wait, hold the phone. Maybe they are lying to me about something. Maybe there's a loophole in whatever the Overlord said to her in her secret meetings. Okay. That's not a bad explanation. Um, She took it a little too late, though, to notice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm still... I I still feel like the Hitler Youth Camp, I think that's going to somehow play into this. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still curious as to what that is. Um, But we never get... Fully too much development, you know, with this, and partly it's because it's costly visual effects. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have so many questions about this whole camp that I, I'm just so curious, and I, I want to know what they are. Um, and even though Tom, we, we've already kind of been to this whole place with Tom, I still don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand it fully. The camp, the evolution. Maybe I just don't understand evolution. Are you you questioning kind of like how Lexi came out of her cocoon and how she was a beautiful butterfly and these are just caterpillars still and it's the ugliness of it all? Is that what's throwing you off? I mean, they're not going to spend all this money on their... I mean, partly in that regard, I don't understand... By money, I mean... Lexi's transformation, I don't understand that either, you know? Because you're not as funny. No, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm like Anne, where I just choose not to believe that she can be a Shveni, especially if she looks the way she looks. She's still Lexi. She's still our baby girl. But she's in red, though. That's dangerous. That is very dangerous. Even though it was she a lo- very hot dress, though. <laughs> very witch-like. <laughs> yeah. Um, in control. Yeah. Not a summer dress. Um, but as Ben says, if it wasn't for her letting him go, he would not have escaped. Do you think he should have gone with her? And done what? I just feel like if just Maggie... been a thorn on her at her side, being like, "Nope, nope, this isn't a good idea. This isn't a good idea. You shouldn't do this. Nope." Think of all the think of our, yeah. our parents. Like what? Be the new Lordess. <laughs> Opposite though. I I just feel like Ben should have. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna end my sentence there. Ben was right to leave. I take that back. I thought about it, and I'm taking it back. So Ben, good for you for leaving. Go find yourself, Maggie. Go find your love. Um, okay. Yeah. So they he goes back to the um, the leftovers of the destruction that happened. Which he, he finds that out. Um, we gave Matt a nice little mission of, uh, hey, I got to save my father. <laughs> when he decks Pope. <laughs> well, I mean, even a Pope lover such as yourself had to have found that a gr- to be a gr- good moment. I looked away. It didn't happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> why? No. Why do why, why you have to be upset at a child 
and his love for his father, all because of Pope. Why he sh- should not react on anger? Okay. Bad, Matt. Bad. Pope would do the same thing. I know. Well, it's fine. No, the punch was fine. Because <laughs> um, he got his Pope got his in the end. <laughs> so, the, so the search for search for Tom is on. And, you know, last week we complained a little bit that in the previews that they showed that Tom was alive. And I guess it makes sense only because within the first couple of minutes anyway, we it's revealed that Tom is alive. And, and by we, you mean you, right? Okay, me. <laughs> and it was just a matter of, you know, how does he escape? That's for him. The yeah, the and- episode was how does he escape? For Matt and Weaver was how do we find Tom? For Pope, it was a whole different thing. And then Anne and... And um, how how had their own side mission. So yeah. everyone everyone's busy doing something. Weaver though, did you think it was fair for him to kind of lead Matt on? Yeah, that's great. Matt believes his father's alive, but he's still treating him like a child. I thought we were past that whole. Matt is not a child anymore. Matt can handle the truth, and yet Weaver is like, yeah, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I'll play along. Yeah, we'll we'll start digging. Even though Anne shows the scarf, like, hey, Tom could be dead. Isn't this his scarf? Yeah, but at the same time, Anne wasn't really fully phased by it either, and you figure she would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I still question it just because she's more obsessed with Le- uh, Lexi than Tom. I think, again, if nothing else, it's meant to show that they have hope. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those good things where if you, as a, the adults tend to be the ones to sometimes lose hope more so than others. And so it's nice to have a child remind you of that, again, that innocence, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a reason why children are called innocent, because they can have these sort of uh, ideals. And so Weaver can get behind that. Now, he has his, he may perhaps have his doubts, but he likes the idea of it. Okay get behind that i can all right especially if you have a chocolate bar i'll take that too so where did you get that i don't know but that definitely kind of reminded me of world war ii though at the same time so, you know they always have like chocolate bars and be like here soldier have a chocolate piece mm-hmm. of chocolate i was like whoa that's a little weird <laughs> fair enough um but it was not it was, certainly was a nice gesture yeah um so very cool you know obviously not not a lot going on there um apart from from that element of it but at the same time for weaver you know we've constantly been dealing with his daughter mm-hmm. we've never really seen his daughter too many times throughout the seasons but she's always been a constant in weaver's life and so i feel like he understands a child's struggle to want their parent because he understands a parent's want for their child mm-hmm. so you know and and Tom's his best friend. Like, I can't imagine we... Like, the two of them are inseparable. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Yeah. He doesn't want Tom to be with Dad, that's for sure. Um, and little did they know that it wasn't him with the mask. Yeah. Um, let's talk about... Let's, let's talk about... Maggie. I was scared for her. I thought this could have been our because it would have been so unexpected, and we we've been speculating. Perhaps I have been that Hal is going to be the one to die. That's, that I'm thinking the same thing too, even though it makes me sick to my stomach saying it. But yeah, well, I don't think it's going to happen. 
least for a little bit. I legitimately, as I was watching this episode, I was like, is this, this is going to be an unexpected death of Maggie. Is this really it? Is this how we go out? Mm -hmm. And it would be so shocking because it, it, you know, we've had people uh, pass and obviously last week was the massacre and, and today even, you know, Pope and and Sarah, and we'll talk about that by the way, Mm -hmm. they're dealing with their aftermath and that loss and, how this person didn't deserve it, but at least the animals aren't going to eat him up. Um, but it's, it never really hits you until it's a main character. Mm-hmm. I was torn with the fact of, oh my God, Maggie. No, Maggie can't die. Cause and Hal it's so shocking. To, or not supposed to, but I thought Hal was going to. And I'm like, wait, but that means Hal gets to live. So maybe, but at the same time, Maggie's a badass. You know, I kind of want to keep her on the show. Ugh, who do we lose? And yeah, it's- damn you, Hal, for being... Like, can't believe he went behind her back. No pun intended to, you know, get her injected with the fluid. Well, (laughs) he did. (laughs) Well, he says, well, she says, you know, you you were supposed to protect me and all this. And and he he's not on a winning streak right now. No. In terms of protecting people. He's just not. And so I don't know why he kissed her on the forehead, though. That was very friendly, like, versus, I'm gonna, I, I love you, don't leave me. Should have kissed her like Snow White. Yeah, but that's a very, like, caring kiss. On the forehead? Mm hmm. Yeah. You do the massive sex after show. It's, I it's, know. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a very, um, I'm not a, psychi- a psychologist, but it's, it's supposed to be, that's supposed to be an intimate thing. Yeah. Like, you kiss a baby on the forehead, like, you're gonna, it's, you, that's what you protect. Okay. I don't know. Go look it up. <laughs> there you go. The more you know. Um, well, I'm just saying my argument with the kiss on the forehead is this entire season, we haven't really seen them be very romantic with each other. We've they seen, haven't had a chance. I know, but still, we don't see that connection. And that was, for me as a viewer, a time for him to have a real intimate moment with her. Yeah, she's unconscious, and that's not really appropriate but still it was a moment that as someone they're lovers or they're together they should show it and be passionate and that was just a on the forehead okay but he, he's also he, she could die i understand but that's his primary concern right now not his horniness <laughs> okay you you have to understand that his primary concern is that she is paralyzed and she could die yeah, so get your last kiss in before. No. <laughs> There's a chance to save her, so he's going to go after that chance. And he believes in that chance. And when Denny, that part of it fails, um, Ben is a godsend. And and yeah, we'll, we'll backtrack in one moment, but I, it was just so odd when he said, I, when he said to Hal, I didn't do it for you. Oh, yeah. Because it had... It reeked of disdain. Well, Hal goes, thanks, buddy. And he goes, I didn't do it for you. <laughs> You're talking about Ben, right? Yeah. Yeah. That line was the whole buddy part. was like, oh, okay. And and I just don't get – I'm trying to get a grasp on Ben because what did he have to gain? He could have – okay. For me, the, the Hal and Ben remind me – Is he really me, trying to tell his brother, like, listen, listen, she's mine? This is what it reminds me of. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. 
Chip is no one's gonna get this reference. Okay, maybe they will. Chip is Hal and Dale is Ben. The goofy kind of not gonna engadget is Maggie, which Chip tries to go with, and Dale wants to but can't because he's the goofy one. I'm just saying that's what their relationship reminds me of. This little love triangle. Okay. So therefore, Dale or Ben is trying to help get into Maggie's pants by being the like sweet and I can help you because Hal can't. I know. I'm talking about sex again about them. I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, Ben doesn't know that Maggie does not want this. I still – I think Ben would have done it either way regardless of knowing He would have been like how? Oh, yeah. He's a mason. He'll do it. Okay. He, if he has the power, he'll do it. But that's – right now that's his only saving grace is that the only one that did actually go behind Maggie's back is – is Hal, not mm-hmm. Ben, because Ben just kind of went along with it and, you know, helped out. Well, Ben was the one that suggested it. Just give her my spikes. You you de-harness well, said, people to Anne. You de-harness, take mine out, and give it to Maggie. Yeah, but he doesn't know that is not Maggie's wish. That's because he doesn't know her. <laughs> it shouldn't be with her. Fair enough. I mean, because... Anne is the first one to say, hey, I will not do this unless we have her consent. And then Hal is the only one that knows that secret, you know, that talk about an intimacy. They have the intimacy of like, hey, I fight the aliens. The last thing I ever want to do is become one. Mm-hmm. Which even proves that Ben and Maggie won't ever happen because she doesn't like aliens. I. I wonder if the, these spikes can now ultimately be removed. Like, now that she's okay, can they be removed and she still be okay? I wonder if they're going to share, like how Ben and Karen had that moment when they were both harnessed. And they're, she's like, do you feel that? He goes, yeah, we're connected. So I wonder, maybe that was part of Ben's plan was somehow to get connected with Maggie so that she can feel what he feels. And potentially that connection will spark. It's an intricate plan. Very intricate. Um, so at the end when she you know she comes out and we're all waiting for her reaction what is she going to do (laughs) right off the bat she slaps Hal yes Um, and then Hal leaves no she kisses him Maggie she Mm -hmm. slaps him and then she pulls on him for a really good kiss that's how their kisses should be she makes out with him and then she says thank you for saying like you, I didn't want to, and thank you for saving me. And he goes, it wasn't me. It was this guy. And then he walks away. Like, come on, buddy. Go back. <laughs> but what does that indicate to you? Did he really take Ben's words to heart? And is he really going to... And th- does that mean that he's going to step aside for Ben? Like, Not what, at what all. Is, I think what does that mean? I think he's a brother who knows that he got the girl. He made out with the girl in front of his brother. This is mine. He marked his territory. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm good. And walk away. Yeah? So it's a power play? Yeah. And why? Then why is Tom having to chase after Hal? Probably to talk about what he witnessed about Maggie almost dying and the guilt of going against her wishes. Until they went squirrel and they saw a dot in the moon and they saw that green light again and everything started lighting up. Okay. That could have been it, but we got interrupted with the moon. So much to talk about. So much going on. Um, let's see. Um, again, I, I, 
it came so handy that Cochise had his little <laughs> portable <laughs> portable med kit. Um, but it, it'll, it, what's nice is that it just goes to show how good Anne really is. I yeah. mean, I, ultimately she can only extract three spikes, and but she did it. And in that by whole memory, yeah. And in that whole sequence, it was nice to see kind of the human race coming back in a sense, where she had that philosophy of you know the doctor, I'm not going to do it without the patient's consent. And it was nice to see that come back in the world of oh, chaos. We didn't, get the, we, didn't, we didn't get written consent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I don't understand why she didn't just go to Maggie herself and be like, hey, you want it done? No? Okay. Is she only going to talk to Hal? <laughs> well, they had that line where the anesthesia was kicking in. And it was like, don't worry. You're about to fall asleep. You won't feel anything. And she's like, what, what, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it, you know it, it was kind of comedic to me in that sense because it's like the poor patient that really doesn't have con- any control in the situation. But it's like, ah. she's saying it's wonderful what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> um, P.S. I didn't know you're afraid of needles. Not needle scene. You're like, oh, dear God. There was 8,000 needles in this whole episode. <laughs> I did not know that. Ladies and gentlemen, Phil does not like needles. Okay. You, you also have to understand... <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> they drained Denny. Yes. Now, you understand that that needle mm-hmm. was bigger than this microphone. Okay. This microphone in terms of size and everything. Like, Pain is temporary, That man. was a water gun. Okay? And the size of the actual needle was the size of a drain pipe. Okay? So, when I see... A drain pipe being inserted into human flesh. Yeah, I cringe a little every now and then. This just proves women are a little bit stronger than men. Because I did not cringe. I looked at it the entire time. All right, we're gonna what? find. We're gonna find. <laughs> we're gonna find a drain pipe. Okay. We're gonna put it on a water gun. Let's do it. And we're gonna draw blood from you. Okay. Can I have a cookie afterwards? Because my blood sugar might be a little low. So. Okay. <laughs> um. And then we'll go from there. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. But you got to look the entire time. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. No, I think you'll pass out from, you know. Well, blood drawing. loss. Yeah, but not from the needle. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with that much blood. I'm not harnessed, so I can't handle it. I'm just saying it's okay. too much. It's too much. Okay. This is a fun fact that I learned tonight. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get to, I, I don't know what to necessarily consider the main storyline of the night, but I'm going to call, for me, it's Tom. Yeah, since okay. he's our central character, he's the Han Solo, as you like to call him, because mm-hmm. every every time he wears his vest, and he had that, you know, in terms of their exchanges, they represented great philosophy in tonight's episode. Not that you know uh, you could talk about the, the the right to live versus the right to die um, with Maggie and things like that, and that's a philosophy in itself. But but the idea of hope it really went back and forth between Tom and um, Ding. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I was a little confused on why Ding was down there to begin with when he was supposed to be with Denny when they were pulling people back. And he he gives an explanation of it. You know, so you just you just kind of have to go with that. But do you think he was telling the truth or do you think he might have been trying to escape and he was scared? Because he's known think, for going on his own. At least that's what we've been told from his storyline. Yes, but I, I feel like that would have been revealed in his big monologue about karma 
true. I'm being buried, yeah. You know, because he could have been like, and not only did that happen, but I'm so a coward, and the reason why we're down here, you know, is I tried to escape, and this is how I'm punished. So the fact that that didn't happen, now I could be wrong, could come back later, but I really don't think anything is going to top, in terms of guilt, that story. Yeah. We yeah. keep hearing about children and how each character has lost a child and how sad it's been for them because they just turn away for a second. Like Anne, we learned about how she lost her son. And death is sad. Well, We haven't heard Tom's story yet, so we'll see which child that's going to be if that happens. And the, the, the problem... I, I it, w- it was really great because... Not great, but in terms of in terms of plot device, um, you know, it's his own fault, uh, and he was aspiring to be something better, and it just it just did not work in his favor. And the one thing that he loved, his wife and his child, mm-hmm. he couldn't get to keep. Um, and in terms of the child, it was literally buried, and that's how it died. Yeah. And so this is you know, it's great because. Th- Again, plot-wise, he's trapped and cannot get out. Yeah. He's fighting it, too. So it's, you know, the, the correlation, obviously, is not lost on anyone. Um, when Tom and Ding are underneath the ground and they're moving up towards the ship and Tom puts his arm inside the pipe, is that what you would call it? Some kind of... Something bit his arm? Yeah, it was, it was like a... I mean, it had, like, the little rubber thing, so it's yeah. like... It was very inviting. It's not like a pipe. It was just... And then something kind of nibbled on him? Yes. But we didn't see what it was. That I mean, that... Well, you found out later. But was was it that, or was it something else? It must have been... A thing with feathers? I don't know. Oh. No, I don't... It was very snake-like, <laughs> right? It was, it was... And everything seems to be... Call it religious, whatever. Serpent-like, right? Yeah. Um... Because as as we later find out, right, they they go up and and um, Tom's hand is just becoming bad. It, it was a slow progression, and even when they're pulling it out, it starts off like a blood vessel, and then it turns into multiple ones. So it 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 just goes to show that it it spreads and it grows. Oh, I thought he got it from when he touched the eggy thingy majig inside the ship when it lit up, and he's like ah, and he got something into him. He's like, it's going up my arm, it's going up my arm. I thought that's when he got. The thingy in his well, arm. I'm going to call it the thingy. Well, let us know because I, I don't – the actual point of contact – I mean his hand – His hand had an issue. Yeah, I remember. He, yeah, so – It was like slimy and greenish. I thought he was turning. So I'm not I'm not quite sure where the – you know, where patient zero yeah. <laughs> happened, if the, you want to call it that. When he put his arm in the thingy, the pipeline, uh, it reminded me of Star Wars. You know when he, they're stuck in the trash area and there's that – that mm-hmm. little creature, that creature reminded me of that. Fun fair fact, enough. sorry. <laughs> fair enough. I don't know how that's a fun fact, but hey, that's um, what happened in my head. You're I really, you know, um, we talked about Ding's story a little bit and and how meaningful it was. But in terms of, I really like Tom's line of, uh, you know, hey, I fight every day, even sometimes every hour to keep hope alive because I need to be the one that always has hope even when others don't. And so I lie to myself. Um, so does, do we take that to mean that sometimes even Tom internally can lose hope, but he just can't show it? It just shows the amount of responsibility he has, or does he always, is he saying that he always just does have hope no matter what? 
think he probably fights it with all the death around him. How can he not believe that hope is gone and then has to tell himself, no, it's there. It's there. I'm a leader. I have to be there. I think it's so, he fights it for sure. Um, I'm surprised um, Ding didn't really kind of step up and talk about because you know what he's t- that's a huge amount of responsibility. Um, and I, I really didn't feel the reciprocation on Ding's end. Whereas when when he's telling his story about the pool and the child, uh, Tom, you even though he wasn't saying anything, you could see on his face. How, just even that, there was the the weight was being transferred to Tom in some sort of way, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, wow, this is what this guy's gone through. How am I supposed to fill him with hope when this is what he's dealing with? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, what was your thought? Any any additional thoughts on on that speech? Because I I really enjoyed it, and you know we've never fully heard it, and it's one of those things that on Tom's it, speech or on Tom's Dang's? speech, because it, again it, you know just even in this episode alone, the second speech about the child that could you could see how that could easily overshadow Tom's announcement because it was it was quick, mm-hmm. but to me um, it had just so much weight that I don't want it to be overlooked. Well, I think it's led up to the fact about Lexi and his confusion about Lexi and what is he going to do about her. I think that was kind of his connection with it. When he had all these people and they had hope in him and choosing the right thing and then Lexi just proves him wrong. Okay. It could have been his internal fight of because he even talks to Anne later about, well, Lexi, I have to be with the people that chose us and support the people that chose us. That's that's yeah, that's a great interpretation. All right, I I'll get behind that. No, that, that's that's really thoughtful. I didn't I didn't look at it that way. Um, by the way, speaking of looking at other perspectives, you guys on whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Tinder? our website. I don't know if we're communicating with our fans through Tinder just yet. Maybe eventually, but not quite yet. Um, I guess, although, are you saying you're on Tinder and that, that the fans should hit you up on Tinder? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Is that meaning, like, to go find me at Walmart at, on, from Tinder? Is that where we're leading to, or? Not quite. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) no, I'm saying you guys bring in so many perspectives that, that we enjoy it, you know? Uh, part of, part of what makes AfterBuzz great, at least for us, is reading your different theories, because there are so many different theories, and everyone's going to have a different perspective, and I enjoy hearing that. We get the conversation started. You guys continue it for as long as you want. Yeah. It doesn't have to end. It doesn't have to end tonight. It doesn't have to end tomorrow. It doesn't have to end next week. It goes on until you decide it ends. Um, so continue rating, commenting, um, letting us know what you guys think of each episode and, you know, where this is going. And the good news is we have two more extra episodes for this season. So we usually get only get 10. We have 12 this season. So there's so much more to speculate on. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely let us know. But going back to the episode. Um, in terms of the grenade. And I didn't really understand. Right. So so we've kind of detonated this grenade. I didn't really understand where we were going. Um, why, why he was so upset with the beeping. Yeah. Then made sense, you know what I mean? When it was just so similar to 
a heart was monitor. Was it similar though? If you really heard it, it was very similar yeah. to a heart I monitor. Beep, beep. You know? Yeah. I feel like they probably should have played, like, given us that speech sooner, and then had that beeping more involved. Because to me, I kind of forgot about the whole beeping part and the tying in when I was listening to the speech. I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then it was subtle in the background. But I didn't really hear it as though he was hearing a heartbeat that was going. When it goes, it goes beep, 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 beep. Not beep, beep. That's a good sound if you're on a heart monitor, you know? It's not going too frantic. So I I just – to me, that that could have been a little bit more and I would have been like, oh, okay. Oh, no. I get it now. I feel for him. But it didn't. So I'm sorry, Ding. That's a sad story still. Fair enough. Just wanted to pool, man. Well, let me tell you about something lighter before we kind of move to me. What was the the best moment of the of the whole episode when uh, when Pope and Sarah kiss? Yes. But hold on, oh. hold that thought. Talk about another great thing. Unfortunately, our heroes don't. You know, they're they're so caught up in things that they don't quite get to do this. But us who don't have to deal with aliens on a daily basis and and the struggle of that thank god mm-hmm. we have to struggle with savings and things of that nature and so several of us sometimes we drive around town trying to look for the best savings cutting out coupons and whatever else and you know we think we're saving but we're definitely not saving time Mm-mm. and i don't know about you guys i don't know where you guys live but los angeles traffic that minus me shopping around trying to get all the savings might as well be four hours uh just to hit up two stores so you can imagine if I have to get a couple more items from, let's say, six stores total. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an all-day affair. Well, let's end that. Thanks to Walmart and their savings catcher program, we can end that. All you have to do is just go to Walmart, get what you need, take the receipt, go online, go to walmart.com slash savings catcher, put in your receipt, and then through uh, – I'm going to call this alien technology. Okay. Because, but the good kind. Yes. The good kind. Uh, because it takes – it, it, it takes that receipt, it sees what you bought, and it calculates the savings, and then it just gives it right back to you. Oh, sweet. Just so, the savings? Just the savings. Nice. And it gets in a gift card form, right? So you can go back to Walmart and do exactly. it again? Exactly. Do it again. Rinse, wash, repeat. That way, again, you're saving you're saving money, and now you're also saving time. So it's, it's a double win. I'm it, tired of trying to look for my scissors to cut my coupons. Like it's that's the most biggest hassle traffic go. I can deal with so traffic win, win, sometimes, win. but man, that's that's good to know. It's very simple. It's very fast. It's very convenient in today's modern age. Um, we just need every convenience we can be, because we want to do what's really important. And if Falling Skies has taught us nothing else, it's that family is important. And how are you gonna spend time with family if you're out shopping wherever just to just to save some money? Yeah. No, walmart.com slash savings catcher. It's simple. It's easy. And um, it's brilliant is what it is. Yeah. It's Kochi's style. <laughs> the Volm? Yeah. The Volm technology. <laughs> yes. It really is. Um, so we, hey, I can respect the Volm that, technology. That's why Kochi's came back to planet Earth. That's why they didn't leave. They want that app. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, save yourself some money because if you, you know. If you need it, I guarantee you it's also at Walmart. That's the great part. They mm-hmm. have pretty much anything you need. I can't imagine what you could not get. I know what uh, Pope and Sarah are going to need from Walmart. 
Oh, Pope and Sarah. <laughs> this was we knew this was coming. Um, yes, and it came at a good moment. For okay, first, how sweet was it that Pope wanted to build make a burial for his friend or his uh, alliance or fighter, co-fighter, whatever they call him. That his he, friend, his ally, his ally. Yes, thank you. That was Pope, Pope doesn't really have all. He, he doesn't tend to have too many allies, right? And the fact that he wanted to give him a burial was sweet. I thought that was a great tender moment about Pope. And a little note: uh, the uh, Pope made a comment that the Overlord burned him alive. <laughs> Did you, that body was still kind of around versus uh, Tom's body when the Overlord thought he was burning up Tom. Mm-hmm. Ding! That, was, that overlord definitely did have some anger towards Tom because the bodies were completely different. Unfortunately, uh, Bennett was burned alive and he was left there to be burned, unlike Texor, who was just fried. Yeah. But uh, yeah, tender moment with Pope making that burial. And, you know, Sarah, what I like is it, it's coming at a nice moment. Obviously, their love is kind of. It's great, but it's great because. Sarah is seeing the good in Pope, and Pope is really going towards the good side. Mm-hmm. And partly, you know, all jokes aside, I think it is part because Matt decked him. <laughs> um, and whereas so Matt's Cupid, in a way, in I, I guess sure. In, <laughs> in your world, we'll go ahead with that explanation. No, but but it shows my world's awesome <laughs> be, because he's being constantly questioned by Sarah. He he has to be the one that kind of protects the idea of the second mass and says, you know what? All this, all of this is good. And as she says, you know, I'm not used to caring mm-hmm. and Pope doesn't think he's used to caring, but he actually cares a lot. And I think he's finally succumbing to that idea of, wow, you know what? Instead of fighting it this whole time, why don't I just say like, yeah, I love the second mass and you know, I couldn't imagine life without him. Mm-hmm. And even Tom, who he bangs heads with all the time. I'm just excited for Pope and Sarah to bounce and wow, wow. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm excited for them. It's uh, it's great to see him. Love is in the air. It is. It's you know, and hey, ultimately, one can argue that the next. You know, you obviously need to pass the part of humanity is being able to sh- uh, have offspring and, and kind of continue the line of mm-hmm. succession. Um, so, you know what? If that's where Pope's headed, then yeah. Yeah. I like so. it. And he changed her because at the end, when they're in the little bonfire, she throws her meds out, which I didn't know she had meds, but I guess it was to numb her pain. And it was nice to see her change form, too. Uh, I don't mean to throw Hal back into the topic, but... Go right ahead. Why did Hal... I, I understand Lourdes was sad. The character with uh, Hal, the two of them have history, and so they were kind of friends. But why he's like, I'm gonna miss you, girl, and he pours one out for her. I don't understand why he said that. Because if he really was gonna miss her, those feelings that he's claiming that he had aren't shown throughout the entire series well she even had a crush on him and he's like nope sorry (laughs) i think i think it's partly because he feel like he feels like he couldn't protect her he Uh, that's right (laughs) um 
and where she was trying to be a peacekeeper and she was helping Lexi, you know, he understands that part of it that she fought for Lexi and he can respect at least that portion of it. And, you know, at the very least, she certainly didn't deserve what she got. And I don't, I, I don't think he obviously knows that Ben was beginning to experience that amount of pain but that's what prevents it is because he says are you, you're going to do the same thing that you to me that you did to Lourdes mm. um and then that's when she more or less stops um again that's not something that he would have known but but at least you could see that amount of pain and that's, that's not something that he wanted her to go through and she, you know she you can argue her merits as a human being but I think ultimately they would say like no human being deserved that. I just feel like Anne should have been the one that said it, or did. I know she made a comment about it last see, or last episode, but mm-hmm. I feel like she should have been the one that's like, yeah. But also, you have to understand how <laughs> he's just going down a bad hill because he's on this huge losing streak, and now he's going to continue to blame everything on himself. True. And he was the one that wanted to stand up to Lexi, even when Maggie wouldn't. And it didn't work out for him then either. So maybe he's feeling guilty about that should have been him in a way? Yeah. Okay. Well, not not necessarily one for the team, but he should have been the one to prevent it mm-hmm. um, right from the get-go. And he's a, he's a troubled man, to say the least. Mm-hmm. He can come back, though, anytime. Just just saying. Um, <laughs> On to After Buzz. Uh, well, this will kind of tie into predictions, but before we fully dive into that aspect of it... Um, Hal and Tom they have their little meeting and then just the moon and what is going on the green dot he's like Hal thought he was going crazy when he first saw that but Tom said nope I saw it too I don't know why I gave him an accent (laughs) and then things start lighting up yep Um, that would have freaked me out a little bit more if I were them Versus how they reacted. They're like, oh, the lights lit up below us. That's okay. That's cool. I would have been, holy crap, what is below us? Why is it lit up? I get that they're more controlled over their feelings than I would be. But still, what is that? And is it only in that area? Is it, or is it everywhere in the ghetto? I guess it's now technically a ghetto. It's been blown up. Um, Well, with that, let's get into predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. <clears throat> Love is in the air. So, with the teasers for next week, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the images were flashback scenes. Were they? Okay, did you see Weaver? Yeah. He looked very young. He looked young? They didn't know each other that long. He looked so rugged. No, they were going back to the scenes when they were getting married and, like, till death do you part, for better or worse, that type of thing. Oh, man. I thought they were, weren't married. Huh? Huh? <laughs> well, that messes up my prediction. Well, okay, let's go with your prediction. No, because... Well, wait, no, okay, no, no, let's clarify. And please, don't hate me for not remembering this. Did they actually get married, or did they just have a kid and that, that was his significant other? Because I don't recall them actually physically getting married. And there's no way that there's going to be a blackout like when Anne got taken away and we just didn't see them get married. How do they have time for any of this right now? They're going to the chapel and they're going to get married. Next week. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> that is insane to me. They time time is precious, and they want to get married. Maybe there's some they can defeat so this is Lexi the big if they're married. Episode? Maybe that's why Lexi doesn't call Tom her father because they're not married. Okay. Maybe Lexi will flip. No, I don't. I okay. What I got out of it and what I thought was that this was them getting married. Now, next. yeah, next episode. It wasn't like a flashback, but I, I'm usually really wrong with my predictions and assumptions. So right. you could be dead on. No, I'm probably not either. And <laughs> is it, no, because I, this is where we need Nando now. Nando <laughs> knows the full history of everything. Um, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess I see it because time is precious. We should just marry everybody, like just down the line. Let's go. Well, then, who would Maggie Sarah, marry? She'd marry Hal. Okay. The question is, who would Ben ultimately marry? He would have to marry Denny because it's the only leftovers there are. <laughs> um, I think there could be other women. Could be. They just haven't brought them out yet. But okay, so prediction: if there is a marriage, if there is the wedding mm-hmm. happening, I think Pope and Sarah are going to do it um, because weddings that happens a lot, and there's love and there's hope and all that jazz. Are you excited for this? For Pope and Sarah? No, well, wedding episode. <laughs> yes and no. Um, yes, I'm excited because it gives hope into the show and the series of, okay, they're, they're finding their way back. No, because it slows down the whole battle point. So I just want them to keep fighting and win this war. And I know it's not going to happen until the final season. but Is this wedding going to get interrupted? Yes, by Lexi. Yeah? Yeah, with her overloaded friend. See, I wouldn't want that, though, in... I, well, Lexi's our only bad guy now. No, I, I get that part of it, but but it's just one of those things. Like, if we're gonna have a wedding, a let's let's make it go all the way through to show the beauty rather than be like. And mm. I get it. The point is like every moment can be interrupted, and mm-hmm. you know we only have so much time to live together. I don't know. It, it'll be it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, we've got four more to go. What do you think the purple flowers meant? Because they all had purple flowers. Aunt had it in her hair. Uh, Weaver had it in his jacket and the purple. Where are they finding all these clothing, too? Like, to wear? Like, what do you wear to a wedding after, when aliens take over? What do you bring for a gift? Uh, you know, a rock? when a lot of people die, you gain a lot of clothes. True. Wow. So did I make that really morbid? <laughs> It's just a rule of nature. Um, Anyway, thank you guys for listening yet again to whether uh, to our thoughts. Yes, guys, thank you. Appreciate bad or good, yes, Um, or different. Um, But we we do appreciate it. You guys come back every week, and that's amazing. And you guys continue to build and spread the word. Um, In the meantime, where can the people continue this conversation? The people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyRoya. That's H E Y R O Y A. Phil, where can they find you? Follow us here at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And don't forget to don't forget if you want to save, go to Walmart.com/savingscatcher. It's that simple. It's that easy. All you need is your receipt from Walmart of your purchases. Anyway, thank you guys for being with us. We'll see you here next week, and hopefully Nando will be back as well, which he should be. Yep. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. This After Show is brought to you by Walmart's Savings Catcher. Walmart's new Savings Catcher is the simple and easy way to save. Just go to walmart.com slash savings catcher to enter your receipt.